0: What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. In national news, police say at least 22 people are dead after a man opened fire at a bar in a bowling alley in Lewiston, Maine. Police are searching for a person of interest who is a trained firearms instructor. Hundreds of law enforcement officers are seeking a person named Robert Card after Wednesday night's shooting. A shelter-in-place order remains for Maine's second-largest city and nearby Lisbon. A police bulletin says Card was a firearms instructor believed to be in the Army Reserve assigned to a training facility in Saco, Maine. It did not provide details about his treatment or condition, but said Card had reported hearing voices and threats to shoot up the military base. More movement against the governor's call to fast-track industrial-scale solar farms in Michigan. In the governor's What's Next speech this past summer, Governor Whitmer called for a three-person panel to have control over zoning of large-scale solar and wind farms. A number of elected area officials have vocally disagreed, saying those decisions need to stay local. A protest is planned in Lansing today, sending that same message to state lawmakers. The group Our Home, Our Voice, a coalition of county and township officials and community organizers throughout Michigan, has plans to gather at the Capitol and let lawmakers hear their voices in an effort to maintain local control of land use projects. The coalition says they oppose the bills that move local zoning and planning authority from township planning commissions to the Michigan Public Service Commission. They say the legislation essentially grants a three-person governor-appointed panel the ability to override local decisions and create statewide easements that largely disregard environmental impacts to local communities. From our area, State Representative Pauline Wenzel also opposes that transfer of decision-making power. State Representative Joey Andrew supports the legislation, giving the control to the MPSC. A case of West Nile virus has been identified in an animal in Berrien County. The State Veterinarian's Office says it found it in a camelid, which is like an alpaca. In late September, the animal became ill with head and neck tremors, which progressed to it being unable to rise, later died, and testing revealed it was positive for West Nile. Berrien County Health Officer Guy Miller tells us it's not common to see West Nile in our area. We have not had many cases of livestock with West Nile virus. Now across the state of Michigan, you'll see from the Michigan veterinarian's report that there have been sporadic kind of cases of West Nile virus in animals. Miller says the health department in the last month identified one probable human case of West Nile in Berrien County. The message is clear. West Nile viruses is in Berrien County. You should take measures to avoid it. Avoid mosquito bites. As always, there can be different viruses. You never really now. Miller says this is the time of year when a lot of mosquito-borne illnesses are detected, even though it's getting colder. We won't be out of the woods until there's a hard frost. He reminds everyone to remove standing water from their property and to wear insect repellent when outdoors. Symptoms of West Nile virus include fever, headache, body aches, joint pains, vomiting, diarrhea, and a rash. Most people who get it never know, but it can become severe and eventually lead to death. Enrollment is up to start out the fall at Lake Michigan College. Interim Vice President of Student Affairs James Daniels tells us the preliminary numbers are showing an increase of about 4%. While the enrollment is still below pre-pandemic levels, he says things are recovering we're talking about the pandemic and we're talking about starting to recover. If we were to talk about the increased in enrollment we currently have, we'd be talking about as we start to emerge from the pandemic and people are starting to get a little more used to coming back to public spaces such as churches or such as buildings and places. And education is the same. We're starting to see a few more kids on campus or in-person classes are up. Daniel says some programs like nursing and some of the trades cannot be done all online. Students are getting comfortable with returning. I still do have students on campus who are still wearing masks. Not a lot, but a few. Some students were kept out of physical classes due to their parents being concerned. Daniels adds there are also plenty of adults who left the workforce during the pandemic, but now want to brush up on their skills and get back in. He notes it's easier than ever to get a community college education without going into debt because of programs like Michigan Reconnect and the LMC Promise. LMC this year has about 3,100 students. Governor Gretchen Whitmer has signed legislation designed to ensure drinking water given to children is safe. She was in Flint, Michigan yesterday to promote the Filter First bill. That require every child care center and school in Michigan filter their drinking water. Protecting our kids is a top priority for me. Every parent deserves the confidence to know that when they give their child a glass of water, it's safe. Whitmer said the state didn't always strive to ensure everyone's water was safe, something Flint proves, but now that's changing. The legislation also requires schools to develop a drinking water management plan and conduct routine sampling and testing. Next Tuesday is Halloween, and the Berrien County Sheriff's Department has some reminders for everyone to stay safe. Under Sheriff Chuck Height tells us there are a few precautions that should be taken. From a costume standpoint, if they are going to be out after dark, has some type of reflective tape in the costumes, bags, or a glow stick attached. And if they are, obviously for young to small children, adults should accompany them when they're trick-or-treating. For older children, make sure to plan a route that's acceptable and agree on a specific time that the children should return home. Make sure the kid's known to never enter a stranger's home or car, Height says. Drivers should be extra alert for the next several days. There will be more foot traffic during these times throughout the couple days leading up to Halloween and Halloween itself. So just watch for children either entering the roadways or crossing the street. The Sheriff's Department will be out and about and visible for the festivities. Under Sheriff Height reminds any adults who are going to party to make a plan so they don't drink and drive, law enforcement will be watching for you. Neighbors Organizing Against Racism, NOR, is planning its next Michigan Black Summit. Set for February 16 and 17 at the Mendel Center, the event will attract black leaders from all across Michigan, says Group Director Trenton Bowens. We will be having workshops where we will be teaching and talking about African-American infant mortality rate issues. We will be teaching about community organizing. You know, a lot of people can complain about stuff in the community, but they don't know how to go about implementing those changes. We're going to be talking about how to form a political action committee. Bowen says they'll hold an evening gala as part of the summit in February with live music and the announcement of the John Lewis Awards. Those go to someone they say has made good trouble in the community, helping to improve lives. The theme for the Michigan Black Summit is piecing the puzzle back together, reflecting a commitment to addressing the challenges faced by black communities in Michigan while fostering a collaborative spirit. You can find out about attending the summit at the Facebook group of Neighbors Organizing Against Racism. An estimated $5.2 billion was lost nationwide in scams, reported to the Federal Trade Commission in its 2022 report. Michigan losses totaled $134 million. Another report from the AARP says although scams can befall anyone, older adults are some of the least likely to report being victimized due to in part some of the trauma and some of the shame they experience. AARP's Fraud Prevention Advisor Seth Bofol says it's just a matter of time before any American of any age will be tempted by a convincing scam. What we need more understanding on is just what we're facing. These are professional criminal enterprises that are master manipulators using technology, the latest technology, to take advantage of us. Any of us could fall victim. Michigan reported $38 million in fraud losses in 2019. That jumped to $134 million last year. Bolfel says it's key in these cases to stop, think, and verify to prevent yourself from falling for a scam. And an Elkhart man is charged with open murder after a chase with police that resulted in the death of his passenger. Cass County Prosecutor Victor Fritz says the incident happened during the early morning hours of Sunday, October 22nd, in Mason Township. Says the suspect ignored commands by police in Indiana to stop the stolen vehicle he was driving and instead fled into Michigan. He drove along M205 and Redfield Street, ultimately crashing the car. An adult passenger in the stolen car was pronounced dead at the scene. The suspect is charged with murder, drunk driving, fleeing police, and receiving a stolen vehicle. He was arraigned on Wednesday. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.